0: You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com, on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio.
1: Things have kind of—it's uh, kind of been hard to communicate in a way. I, I mean, I haven't seen them that much. I've been with Fletch a lot, but uh, uh, we haven't really had like a true exit meeting. So, uh,
2: hopefully, that will come soon, and we can figure. out whatever, uh, the future is out. So
3: sophomore forward Coleman Hawkins here on the Atlanta guys, sports spectacular, Larry Smith, Mike Hegley, Brad Sturdy. Uh, that was earlier this week, um, a little media availability there, uh, at state farm center. You know, we don't get a chance to hear these guys, uh, from these guys very much in the off season, but you know, Brad, just listening to him and the other players who were talking on that day. And you can find uh, all those interviews on alaniguys.com right there on the front page. Um, it's a reminder just how difficult the transfer portal can be to navigate. Even when you're staying put.
4: It's crazy because these kids are following along on Twitter, on all these social media sites and they're seeing Snapchat, whatever it is. And they're seeing these other kids make decisions. Kids go into the portal. Then they see a kid like, you know, Nigel Pack get 800,000 in Miami. And they're like, well, maybe I should go to Miami. Maybe I'll get 800,000. He's, I mean, it is such a difficult process right now for coaches, for players, even the ones who are staying put are all thinking and they're they're all kind of looking a little bit outside, trying to see what they can gather. It it doesn't mean they're unhappy. It's just the nature of the beast now.
5: Yeah. And, and there's a lot of uh, unforeseen consequences by the way, the having the transfer portal and the NIL come at the same time is why we are seeing college coaches who've been around a while and have established way of doing things just kind of conscious piloting the whole thing and saying, I'm out of here with, with Jay, Wright You know, being the one that jumps to mind, Um, you, you know, recruiting so many people at once, your team cross prospective transfers People who, um, you know, uh, kids in high school, what a nightmare it must be to try to keep track of all the pieces that are moving right now.
3: Yeah, I think you know, you guys have said it before, and and other you know experts on our site, uh, Kendrick Prince, Matt Stevens, and we'll talk to Ken in a minute here. That it's a business now. I mean, it is. It's it's no longer what it was even just three or four years ago. There's no question. We'll keep monitoring that. Uh, as we mentioned before the break, another team having uh, some success for the Illini is, uh, is the baseball team. Um, you know, last weekend uh, with Maryland, they won the opener, dropped a double header. That was crucial. They had a chance to kind of, you know, get in front of everybody in the big 10 standings. Uh, but Matt Stevens talked with uh, Dan Hartliff about uh, just the progression of the season and talked about the slow start and how they got to this point. Let's listen in. Well, we've evolved a lot. Uh, we started out uh, season at three and
1: seven and Kind of divide the game into 10 game seasons, and we started to play much better after about the first 12 to 15 games. Uh, we have gained some experience on the mound, which has been crucial for us. Uh, the starting rotation solidified itself, and now all of a sudden we're getting, you know, three or four guys that have been very consistent out of the bullpen. Uh, early on, when we weren't getting that in conference season, our hitters really did a great job of being able to open up some, you know, some larger leads where. Um, we were able to, put, able to put guys in, get them experience, and now you know, things uh, seem to be clicking as a group. So both sides have done a good job to get us to this point.
6: You lost so I mean, you lost so much experience in the line up and down the lineup last year. It seemed like, but it seemed like you guys have a you know a host of guys that can really get you some big hits and get you some offense if you really need it. It seems like.
1: Well, the thing that, that I think is so important for good teams is that you have got something down the line. Right. And, um, if you have nine guys that are capable of hitting on a given day, it puts a lot of pressure on the, uh, on the other pitching staff. Uh, but you're always going to have a guy or two that maybe struggle a little bit, may, may not have a sure. great day. And so the guy behind you can pick them up. And that's when we've had our best teams. So I've been pleased with uh, the progress they've made. You know, the, the thing that, that uh, I think's hurt us and some of the other Big Ten schools is the fact that uh, you know, two years ago we didn't play. I mean, it's everybody in the country. And then right. you look at uh, our season last year, we, we had no midweek games. Right. And so it was a difficult time uh, because you couldn't really develop some young guys, uh, get them some spot starts, get a few more innings on the mound. And I, I think, you know, from our standpoint, we saw adverse effects early in the year where you know, you're just throwing some older guys out there that really weren't experienced. Uh, so we, we have made a lot of progress both in the lineup and the pitching staff.
6: Are you finding that you're, you're still having to develop guys on the fly during those midweek games, especially on the mound, just because of what you didn't get last year and the year before?
1: Yeah, there, there have been two things that have happened to us this year. One, uh, we have you know thrown some younger guys out there that aren't experienced. and uh, At times, you know you, you take your lumps with that. Uh, the other thing is when you start out, you know, so slow, uh, th- three and seven. Uh, you, I've been a little bit um, less willing to spot start some guys, just trying to get back over 500, uh, get guys as a group some confidence. So I would say that uh, you know we've done a, a pretty good job of getting some of the pitchers in. I wish that uh, we would have been in a situation to get uh, some of the younger guys more at-bats early in the year. So, we continue to work to try to get guys in in the right situations where we can still win, yet uh, we're not putting them in, in a, you know a, an adverse type situation where we're stunning their growth. Kind of a you know a gut instinct, I think, from a coaching standpoint, something we continue to try to, to build on, uh, I don't think there's ever any perfect answer, but we're still trying to you will do as many things we can, both on the weekend and in those midweek games to bring guys along.
6: Go back to my first question, kind of on your, your weekend rotation. In your position, how is what's the feeling like when you can throw a guy out there on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, and know that you'll probably be in the ball game more or less?
1: Well, it, it's comforting when you have guys that you feel can go out and compete. Yeah, uh, It's a really bad feeling when you don't know who you're going to throw out there and what they're going to give you. Right. And that's what we've challenged guys with. And it's been a work in progress for us. You know, we've had uh, uh, some really, really good, consistent starts from Cole Kirshberg. Mm-hmm. and then the two, three slots. You know, for a while it was up in the air. Uh, we've got you know Jack Crowder that's kind of settled in and, and started to give us uh, really good outings, and then Riley Gowans. Past couple outings has been much more consistent, and when you get that consistency not only does it take pressure off your bullpen, uh, but it just you know, it just gives everybody a calm knowing that, that you're going to go out and you have an opportunity each and every game.
6: Dan, you've done this for so long, but are you a big believer in like a weekend league play series that you know, not only can your Friday night guy establish what you're going to do that night, but are you a believer that he can establish the momentum for a weekend?
1: Well, it's always nice when you go out and you win that game right. on Friday. I, I think it takes some of the pressure off of you. I don't think there's a lot of carryover in baseball. Okay. Um, I think it's very, very much dictated on who's on the mound. So if you have those three solid starters, you usually feel good about that. Uh, but you know, having that that dominant number one or a guy that you know is going to keep you in a game on Friday night, um, I think it does give your 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 team kind of a feeling of security. Uh, and, and I have done this a long time, and you know, we we've been all over the board over the years. Sure. Uh, with with you know dominant Friday night starters uh, a couple years uh, from a development standpoint, we, we put some mind the Friday night role that may not have been ready for it. And, you know, it makes it very difficult throughout the weekend because you feel like everybody's pitching out of order. Sure. Uh, this year, I feel like, you know, with Cole coming in on Friday nights uh, that we have everybody in order and it gives you an opportunity to, you know, go out and play at a high level.
4: Coach Hartlip, you know, obviously he's done a great job at Illinois, a long tenured career. Um, and the, the one thing about it, when he, you know, he got tossed from a game this past weekend. For me, that was the shocker because it's only the second time it's happened in his career, and he is such—you can hear in the interview—he's such an even keel. It's almost like you know there could be an earthquake. Well, we had an earthquake. Everything's <laughs> rattling. You know, I mean, just very—I mean, just very calm demeanor. So that's just kind of his personality. So it tells you he must have been pretty fired up then uh, in in the one game when he, he got ejected.
5: Yeah, he—he kind of reminds you of the anti-vital. Um, you know, he just so calm, so collected, but it really is kind of an amazing thing. When you take a look at what coach Whitman has done with retention of certain coaches and then bringing in of new blood that's, that's looking to win, um, you really kind of feel like I I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. I would steal from Neil Stoner and start saying the twenties belong to the Illini
3: <laughs> well it's, it's fun because also you've got the you know we just saw the the men's golf team uh they just repeated as champions out of the really tough Columbus Invitational yep. last weekend women's golf team both and both are ranked in the top 25 three ladies making the all big 10 uh team uh this year um you know we just had a two all-americans in men's gymnastics I mean it's you know right now it's a, certainly a good time for um, U of I athletics there's no question and good luck to um, Uh, to Coach Harlem and the team uh, the rest of the way. Lots more to come. We'll uh, catch up with Kedrick Prince. He just uh, rode in on his trusted old horse, and we'll get some recruiting news coming up next in the Keds Recruiting Roundup. This is the Atlanta Guys Sports Spectacular.
5: Don't let him take all my Coke Zero from the orange room.
0: Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC.
3: It is the Alani guys sports spectacular and coming in right now on his horse with a 10 gallon hat. Uh, you know what? I want to talk to him. I want to get his information out there. I'm not going to keep doing this every single time to him because after a while he's going to, he's going to hit me. Uh, Kendrick Prince. He's the nicest guy in the world. Except when I make fun of his hat. Uh, he is the director of recruiting for Illini guys.com. Ken, always good to have you on the show. Happy final April weekend to you. Um, you know, Last hour, we we talked with the uh, sturdy and got his input on this Illini roster. Um, right now, officially, ten scholarship players. We've got three open since uh, Benjamin Bosman's Verdonk earlier this week um, announced he's going to enter the portal and, and leave the program. Um, you expect it's expected that Austin Hutcherson will probably leave, leave, although that isn't official just yet. So let's start with kind of the um, the transfer portal, I guess, where we should start and kind of talk to us about you know where we're. What's Illinois looking for in your mind? Um, This is going to be an interesting month of May for Illinois in terms of uh, guys coming in.
7: Well, it's it's definitely going to be interesting. I mean, I know a lot of the fans are kind of panicking a little bit because of the numbers and some of the kids who are leaving. And you look at the roster and the veteran players that, you know, could potentially come back is Coleman Hawkins. And, you know, let's face it, he didn't play, you know, 25, 30 minutes a game consistently. So um, I really do think the transfer portal in the next few days, um, you know, is going to be huge for Illinois. I think, I think the coaches know what they're doing. I think some of these kids, they're expecting a lot of kids to probably hit the portal. And I, I think there's a good chance, of, you know, that they're going to be able to fill those needs, you know, that you just mentioned, of those roster spots. I just, um, I feel really confident. That they're going to, I know Coach Underwood has mentioned, you know, to us in, in, in multiple press conferences uh, recently, that the interest in the University of Illinois is really high right now because of their past success. So I don't think the the cover is going to be as bare as what it look what it looks like right now. I think there will, you know, there'll be some good quality players and high quality players from from quality programs that's going to be hitting the portal here by any minute. I'm going to be refreshing my phone every second, to be <laughs> honest with you, trying to, just trying to keep up with it. You know, I know there was probably about 1,600 the last time I looked.
5: Well, you know, the other thing, Ket, is it looks like, you know, two years of uh, or three years of fantastic success for the basketball program has made them attractive. Um, just looking at the roster, it seems like they're going to look for a big, might even need a power forward, um, uh, maybe a ball-handling guard, especially a veteran to take the pressure off of young guards, and maybe a wing player. Is that what you're seeing, or what are you thinking positionally that they're looking for?
7: Well, I don't think it's a secret. They, they're going to have to add some some more size. I mean, somebody else inside because right now – you're not going to be able to survive with Coleman Hawkins, Dane Danger, and Brandon Lee. So I, I would be really shocked and surprised if there's not some size there. I mean, and that's okay because I know they need that. The fans are just going to see a different look. You're not going to see that guy inside where you're just sitting on the block anymore. I think those days are done, which we've mentioned multiple times here on the lineup guys. I do know they want another wing. They want another shooter. And that's not a bad thing because, I mean, we know Luke Goody can shoot it. R.J. Melendez proven he can shoot it. Ty Rogers can shoot it. That's not his specialty, but he can get it done. And so I think they're looking for that another wing who can stretch it out, who's athletic. And the point guard thing, you know, that's you know that's really debatable. I mean, we've all kind of gone, you know, in different directions with that. I know the staff, I think, would like another veteran point guard. And I know we've talked about Courtney Ramey being that guy that they're really, you know, trying to go after still. Um, because he's a proven player, and but if those freshman guards grow up quick and they grow up early, then I think they'll be okay. But in the tournament, it's kind of proven that you need those veteran guys to kind of get you through some of those humps because their schedule is not going to be easy. And Coach Underwood said that they're not going to back away; they're not going to change their schedule either, which I like. You know, I think that's gonna and I think that's gonna pay dividends in the long run in the, in the tournament.
3: I would agree with that. And, and, you know, one thing that I find it's going to be really interesting is that you kind of look at this, this team. And last year we had so much um, experience coming back. And as, as you've mentioned and Mike mentioned, that's not the case this coming year. Now you run into a situation where you may have some experience, but it's coming in from the outside and you have some guys, maybe you had slotted in as starters who may have to now compete a little harder for, for that, that starting spot if you're bringing guys in from the outside because they expect to start as well. Talk about that dynamic and in terms of how that changes or, or how that affects who Brad Underwood and, and staff uh, look to bring in.
7: Well, I'll tell you, Larry, that is a great question because one of the things, if we all remember this, when Brad Underwood first got there, he talked about his culture and his system. Well, look at the roster turnover. I mean, you're going to bring in a bunch of new guys, that don't know the system, they could be three and four year guys that played at the division one level. But if you don't know the system, it's tough. Because right now, the guy who's coming back as we speak, you know, you know, right now, is Coleman Hawkins. He's probably, he's played the most minutes, I think, of anybody, unless I'm missing someone, uh, of the most minutes because RJ didn't play a lot last year and Luke didn't, but they've been around the team and, and, you know, obviously, you know, they've been there with the practices, but learning a new system that may, you know, set them back. So regardless of who they bring in with all these new guys, it's not going to be easy because Brad runs a different system. And I know it's going to be new again, because I think they've done some things different because Kofi's not there either. So this is going to be a really big transition year. I think, you know, early in the non-conference fans need to be patient what we all hope to see is that they probably will struggle, but they grow and get better. And I think, you know, the key is going to be like guys like Luke Goody and guys like Coleman Hawkins and RJ Melendez and how quick they can grow. Regardless of how good the freshmen are, Jaden Sky Clark, and Cesar Harris, and Ty Rogers, they haven't played in, in Division One basketball, and they haven't played in that system.
5: Yeah, and, and the thing I look at them as being – a little bit like a uh, Michigan team that we saw this year, a very young team that has high potential, but with young players is a little unpredictable. I do think the advantage Illinois has is that Brad End- Underwood is a much better coach than Jawan Howard. And maybe the first eight or 10 games will be a little hit and miss. But boy, I think he'll have
7: him- them playing good ball by tournament time. What do you think, kid? Well, that's the key. And I think. You know, I mean, it looks bad, but I think in the end it's going to be good because, like you mentioned, with Michigan, you know, that's a good comparison. Um, I want Illinois to have their own identity, but I want to see them grow. I want to see them advance to get out, out of the, uh, the first round. I'm a guy who think a lot of it's luck, and I think it's matchups, and I don't think Illinois has had any favors those in the last two years, and maybe that'll happen this year. But if it doesn't, you make your own luck. You know, you have guys that can change the game and guys that are are playmakers. Illinois hasn't had a lot of that. And I can definitely tell you, anybody who is, you know, going to see them, you're going to be able to tell. I've heard one guy mention, you know, this week about who's just been amazing is Dane Danger. I think people are really going to be surprised at how well he is and the players are talking about his skill level. And that's going to be a lot different than what Kofi's been. So it's going to be a different look.
3: Yeah, it's going to be fun to to watch this team. And to your point, the NCAA tournament, I haven't researched it, but I'm pretty sure Illinois is the only team to be a top four seed in each of the last two NCAA tournaments and face a ranked team in round two. Uh, I'm almost positive of that. Hey, you got about a minute left. There was one conversation you mentioned in the break. I want to definitely make sure we get to that. Uh, Seven-footer from out east you talked to this week who has some interest in Illinois.
7: Yeah, it's Big seven foot kid named Joseph Estrella. He's a big kid that Chester Frazier uh, saw play last weekend and fell in love with him. He's known him before. They've had a mild relationship, but he offered him a scholarship, and he was very, very thankful and appreciative. This kid has, I think, 20 offers now. He was at 19 this week, but the offers are picking up, and he's a very, very multi-talented, skilled 7-foot guy that has offers from Tennessee, Maryland, Iowa. So, I mean, the you know, Illinois is going to try to make up some ground there.
3: Joseph Estrella remember that name class of 2023 seven footer uh, and uh, yeah Ken as you mentioned uh, the coach is very busy last weekend in, in Indianapolis at the eyBL and it's a very very busy time at the transfer portal so uh keep that phone refreshed and everyone make sure you uh, you sign up for a uh, loteyegus.com and to check in because I guarantee you that uh, uh, by the time Ked hangs up right now it's it's, it's you know something else is going to happen. In terms of Illinois, fun times right now and fun times ahead. Kedrick Prince, thanks, man. Take care, we'll talk to you. Actually, I'm gonna do this again. I almost say goodbye to you, but guess who's next? Adelia McKenzie is next. So, Ked, you stick around, let's talk with Adelia. She's the Illini gal, and uh, she's gonna join us uh, up next now that we're done with the recruiting roundup. Ked, put that lasso away because Adelia's next.
7: Gotcha.
8: Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation 303-957-3092 that's neon rain at 303-957-3092 or visit them at neonrain.com
0: at Busey bank we understand you have a vision for your future and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams since 1868 we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates BUCY's unique culture is one that values and supports you provides opportunities for growth and it's much more than a job it's a career build relationships build community and build your career at bc bank proud to be the official bank of the fighting illini. you're listening to the sports spectacular powered by IlliniGuys.com on the illini guys radio network now let's get back to the studio
3: yeah, I forgot to mention a moment ago, but I think you already know by now, Kedrick Prince is the AlaniGuys.com Director of Recruiting. He is still with us, uh, Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, and Brad Sturdy. And we're joined by the Illini gal, Adelia McKenzie, of the Finding Illini Women's Basketball Team. Ked, um, yeah, you were saying that the other day you saw her her video
7: online? I know. I'm looking at this video, and, like, I watched her play all season. I didn't see her sweat, and in one video in, like, 15 seconds. I'm like, get it, girl. I mean, where would that come from, Adelia?
9: It's always been there. I'm pretty sure yeah. I was sweating in the game, too. But, <laughs> yeah, it was the last drill of the day for, for uh the guards. So, I just was like, got to go hard.
5: So, that you were p- pacing yourself.
9: No, 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 no. I- <laughs> <But> <laughs> no, I wasn't pacing myself. But usually at the end of workouts, that's when you start to pace yourself. I just have to show, like, you know, I still got it.
7: <laughs> that's so present
5: yeah and 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 the bottom line is is there were you know it was obvious that that you you know had worn the deodorant, so that meant everything was good. Um, you know at the end of the end of the drill at the end of the drill like that you you obviously had had the energy to to put on a show for everybody. um what have you been what have you been gaining this off season now? Because it sounds like the drills, you know, the, the the development drills are a little bit different, the conditioning. So uh, how do you feel like your game is ratcheted up with this new uh, coaching group around you?
9: I feel like my game has improved a lot within the four weeks that I worked out with um, the new coaches. I would say my shot is feeling a lot better, but most importantly, my confidence is feeling better. Like, I feel – really comfortable on the floor with my shot. And also I feel more aggressive when driving and my handles are tying up just overall. I have that confidence in my game.
3: Adelia, I think that as punishment for Mike bringing it up every single week, we're going to make him buy you a case of deodorant for Christmas. So just be ready for that uh, next year. Just looking ahead. Hey, uh, I definitely want to talk to you about um, you guys have added some, some new players here in the the past uh, couple of days um there's been some announcements so you know by the university so I believe it's okay to talk about them can you tell us what you know about your new
9: teammates um so far I know two are from Dayton one is from NC State and the newest recruit is freshmen coming in and I've met with all of them they came on visits and it was really fun cool they're outgoing people and just ready to work and help change the program. But I think our new recruits is really going to help and make a big difference because they have the style of play like that we need and they're guards, of course. But I don't know, one of them, one of them is a big, but I think they're going to help make an impact.
7: Let me ask you, um, what
9: are you- and they push us to our highest potential. They say how we do anything is how we do everything. And that really stuck with me. And that makes me want to go hard at every position. They always talk about detail. And I think the past coaches, it, I n- never really heard anything like that. You know, nothing against them. But I think they are, there needs to be more high intensity required and more accountability. But I can already see from the coaches, like, today in the workout. I mean, a few days ago, in the workout, um, Coach Green was getting on us. She was like, what's this nonchalant stuff? Y'all need to work hard. How are you guys going to work hard for the whole 45 minutes? And then the last, don't go hard. And it's just like, she don't let us go soft. And that's a really huge change that I see.
5: The other thing that people, you know, kind of forget sometimes with sports is to work hard, you got to have some fun. Um, what are they doing to, to make you have fun uh, as well to, you know, bring the sport back to, to that, you know, getting you kind of up and, and having some positives going on? Is there, are there any fun going on?
9: Yes, it's, it's really fun. I mean, working hard is fun, but I think what makes it fun is when they correct us, they be like, look, we don't even care about the mistake. Just keep going. You're good. you better than what you think. And it's a smile on the face when they say it. Um, sometimes – that seriousness needs to be there, but majority of the time the workouts are fun and we all cheer for each other and they make sure that we are cheering and talking. That's the huge thing, but it's really fun and the energy from the coaches are fun. Maybe cracking some jokes too. <laughs> they don't crack deodorant jokes, but.
5: <laughs> they well, yeah, they don't, they don't want to stop you from wearing that deodorant. I mean, yeah. that's
3: more of a personal safety thing, Adelia. And they don't know you. <laughs> they, they, we haven't told them. So, cause you haven't told them, right? Have you told them?
9: No, I haven't. I don't think I will. Should I? Well, Maybe I should just not wear deodorant at the next practice. So, you
7: know. That's going to be your new NIL deal right there. <laughs> <laughs>
9: yeah, yeah,
7: you know, there's
5: a, there's a deodorant company somewhere that goes, we can prevent Adelia from knocking out the rest of the team.
3: <laughs> the commercials, there's so much possibility to be, to be a spokesman, spokeswoman for this deal or whatever and let's and, and let's let's keep, keep it, keep it keep it well, I almost said secret but i will do that keep it to yourself for the moment and uh and what we'll to work on that NIL deal let's get some adelia some you know gets look make make this work for you girl you know i mean come on
5: come on procter and gamble step up <laughs>
3: that's right that's right exactly adelia have an awesome weekend and uh, we'll talk with you again next week all right, thank you.
9: You
3: guys too. All right. She's the Alani gal, Adelia McKenzie of the Fighting Alani women's team. Stay with us for coming up here on the Sports Spectacular after a quick local timeout. Keep it here.
0: You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio.
3: Alana, Guys, Sports Spectacular, Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy. Uh, boy, we just as we said, it is crazy. Listen, be sure to check out uh throughout the entire week and throughout the entire week as we have all the updates, um, up-to-the-minute things that happening. And as we talked earlier here in the show and just a few moments ago with uh, with Ked, you know, we just we just don't know what's happening when. And so we will always have the very freshest information uh, there on the website. Hey, let's talk a little uh, NFL draft ongoing this weekend. Um, you know, again, more on that in terms of how it pertains to a Illini on IlliniGuys.com. But guys, I want to get your thoughts about the first round the other night. I really enjoy seeing the draft around the various cities. I think it just gives it just just a so much life and energy to have different fans uh, take part in this and to see each city and how they stage this event.
4: Yeah, I like it. I think that's one of the best parts about it. You know, the one thing I got to say, one thing that's weird for me about the draft, these guys used to get drafted and they'd come up on stage and you can see it's such an emotional, almost tearful thing to say, I got drafted and now I've I've made it. The problem is that every guy who's walking up on that stage now, Made hundreds of maybe a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, a million dollars in college now because of the NIL money. They're making bank. So the elite players are. And so it's like, it's weird. It's just a different vibe, I I think. You know, I've made it. Well, you already made it. Now you just made it more. So it's just a different mindset, different mentality for me. Yeah.
5: And I watching that walk. That I made it walk, it's like watching you walk around the uh, state farm center, Brad. I'm like, that must be the sturdy. I, I made millions in <laughs> <at> NIL walk, <laughs> but I tell you what,
4: I, I, yeah. I need to renegotiate my contract. I think <laughs> if that's what it is.
5: Well, I, t- I tell you, I thought the Bears really this year there was no way they could <laughs> screw up their first round pick. So I got to give them credit for that. Um, you know, there, there's, there's definitely no mistakes made by the bears. So write that down. Of course, not having a draft pick makes that a little easier for them. <laughs> um, I thought it was, was really kind of funny when you, when you sat back and you watched, you know, uh, some of the things that went on, I think, you know, Packer fans were hoping for a, um, a wide receiver and they got a couple defenders. Um, Cowboy fan, like myself, all the different names that were out there, there were two names and they actually picked one of the two names and their draft choice. I don't know if he'll be good offensive lineman, but it made sense. So I was slightly confused, you know, when the Cowboys draft and it makes sense, I didn't really know how to handle, how to handle that.
3: Yeah. You're, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a good, good point, but, you know, getting back to what, what Brad said, it was really strange when the, the first pick was taken the kid out of Georgia. And I know there's a bit of a delay, but there wasn't that eruption of a celebration and everyone kind of sat there and sort of like they were videotaping the moment with their phones, but like it was, it was just a really awkward 30 seconds. Like, okay, is he going to cheer? Is mama going to get happy? And nobody ever did. It was like the most anticlimactic uh, anticlimactic number one overall pick. That I've ever seen in any draft anywhere.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it was different. Just totally different. Um, I got to say, I, you, you got to wonder, like, I, I do wonder, like, if it's going to change, if everything's going to change when, when going forward. Like, is there going to be any, are we ever going to see that kid? You know, because all the kids who are, like, the rags to riches things, especially – Especially when we look at this, the NF, uh, NFL, because they have to play three years in college, right? So they've played three years in college. They've been a star. I mean, every kid's making money now. I mean, what University of Illinois giving every kid um, what six thousand? Every all twenty one athletes are getting like six thousand bucks a year in a stipend now as part of their stuff. So. We start throwing this out. That's and that's just a small stipend. The guys are getting, you know, we've talked about Kofi Coburn maybe getting a million dollars in NIL money, Oscar Sheboy getting a million dollars in Kentucky. It's gonna be different when they get drafted. It's like, okay, I get a little bit of a raise. You know, I I'm just getting closer to my second contract. So it's just a it's just gonna be a different animal uh, moving forward. And and I wonder if it takes away some of the excitement of the draft and some of the rags to riches, some of the fun stories that you, you just don't, you may not see those anymore.
5: Yeah. The rags to riches already story, I guess, will be the way it's written. And, and I do think it's going to produce maybe a little bit more, I hate to say the word, but battle hardened players because they've been, you know, they're going to take some fan uh, hits because they're essentially being paid. And some people aren't going to look at them as college kids trying their best. They're going to look at them as semi-pros who are paid to play well. And these guys coming into college may be really well-prepared for some of the uh, things that, that that are going to happen to them when they get into a uh, NFL city. And that might be a change. And the same for the guys going into the NBA.
3: I look at it this way um, to what you guys are talking about in terms of how we're going to see the celebration change later, because yeah, for some it may be a little bit of a you know uh, of a pay cut I mean yeah. you know, <laughs> the, the kid from Alabama, the quarterback you know who won the Heisman, he ain't making a million bucks a year go if 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 he makes an n f l roster, so he's like, well man, i went from i was I was making a million now I'm making two fifty uh this stinks, and I gotta pay for my own apartment and I gotta pay for my own food and I gotta you know buy my own car and all those different things so uh, so yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, kudos to the uh, national champs, um, Georgia with five defensive players uh, taken there in the first round. Um, those are the kinds of numbers we usually see for Ohio state or Alabama. Uh, but the bulldogs and that defense was outstanding all season long and, and kudos to them.
4: Yeah. How about, and you know what, probably the, the biggest named player, N'Kobe Dean hasn't even been taken yet in the first well, wasn't even taken in the first round. So he's going to, you know, he's later. So, you got five first runners and, and your best player going or your most named player going in later on. So that's uh that's pretty wild when you think about it.
5: Yeah, and and Walker's an interesting pick. He's he's all potential. He, he's an NBA pick because some of his actual production on the field, he may be the least productive uh pass rusher that, that has ever been went, you know, number one in the draft. Uh, Obviously, his potential is spectacular, but will he ever live up to it? Because at some point, you got to do it on the field. It kind of reminds me of some of the guys who get drafted in the NBA:
4: Kwame Brown, Eddie Curry. (laughs) Let's go down the list. Yes, Yes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Anthony Bennett, Michael Willis. Exactly. Yeah,
5: Hallibur Candy's all. He's always the one. I mean, he's probably the nicest guy in the world. But good lord, you know, you you think of him and it's like bad pick.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
4: Not good <laughs>
3: yeah, draft and, uh, and again check out our website a we'll follow the align and uh, the latest uh, reaction on that um, as we continue here this weekend hey stay with us uh, talking about you know guys uh, heading on their way off campuses how about the guy who was coming in Jaden Epps uh, the outstanding scoring guard that uh, hasn't been talked about a lot lately with since uh, with uh since Harris and 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 sky Clark coming in of course the big uh, you know name earlier this month Um, And uh, Ty Rogers, of course, out of the Chicago area. But uh, Jaden Epps, outstanding. As impressive as Ty Rogers was on the show last week. Wait until you hear uh, Jaden. He's up next here on the Sports Spectacular.
10: Slow down, they say. You're getting older. Relax. Seriously, you're on a mission. You've got places to go. Grandkids to see. At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible, whoever you are wherever you're going whatever your mission is we're here to support it because that's our mission your life our mission learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash your way
3: One of the great podcast series on AtlantaGuys.com is Ken's Recruiting Roundup. We always talk to Kedrick each week, as you know. We just did a few minutes ago and always uh, get a chance to get his great insights. He recently talked with 2022 basketball commit Jaden
7: Epps on the Recruiting Roundup podcast. So like you're from Virginia, tell us how this, you know, this journey ended up at Illinois. I know Chester Frazier had a lot to do with it, but for the fans listening who don't know, tell us how you ended up at Illinois.
2: Um, pretty much Coach Trusty Frazier been recruiting. He was one of the first coaches to ever recruit me. So when he was at Virginia Tech, he was recruiting me pretty hard, but I was young, so I wasn't making any decisions then. And, um, uh, by the time I was, um, around the time ready to make a decision, he went to Illinois. So uh, we always built that strong relationship together, and we had a pretty good relationship, and that's what I'm big on. So when he went to Illinois, he, um, introduced me to Coach Underwood and the rest of the coaching staff, and I just fell in love with it, and I loved it. And when I went on my visit, um, it was just a no-brainer for me, so that's why I
7: committed. is yes, a very competitive player. He's very loyal. Uh, a lot of the recruits I talk to, whether it be from out east or midwest or from the west or west coast, he's very loyal, and when he wants a kid, he, he doesn't look at stars. He do not look at rankings. He looks at kids that are different makers, difference makers. And one, time, one of the times I talked to him, he made a comment to me, Jaden is one of those guys, KP. He's one of those guys that just has it. He has that if factor. What does that if factor mean to you?
2: Um, that just means a, a kid who, who, who loves to win. Uh, they, do, they do anything they have to do to win. Like scoring isn't everything. Uh, it is not all just about you. You just sacrifice what you have to do for your team to win. And that's what I feel like I'm bringing to the table. Uh, I'll play defense. I'll pass the ball. I'll shoot. Um, I'll be a leader. Whatever I have to do to help my team win.
7: One of the things I liked about you is that going downhill, you're tough. I mean, you're tough to guard, you're tough to stop. You're listed as six one. Is that accurately six one six two? I mean, what do you list? I mean, what's your actual height? Six uh,
2: one or six two? I'm not pretty sure the exact height, but
7: probably six one or six two. So when you look at your game and being six one, how do you think that's going to translate to the Big Ten with your scoring mentality, the way you can get to the rack and where you can shoot it? How do you think that that's going to convert um, to the to the next level of the Big Ten? Um, I think it's pretty much
2: just me um, sharpening and working up on my game and staying consistent. Um, I know I'm going to have to work on a lot of stuff, like uh, finishing over the big guys, uh, pulling up for more mid-range shots because there's trees down there. So I just got to uh, polish up my game, and, and that's just all on me. Uh, I got to study the game more and um, just get ready for that type of play. And I just got to um adjust my game because I know it's a different type of speed. It's, it's bigger guys. So I just got to adjust my game to how uh, the Big Ten is played.
7: You talk about being a complete player you know when everybody look at your scoring i mean how well, how good of a player are you defensively and you know you mentioned getting the other people involved i mean are you just as good at guarding the ball or guarding off the ball and getting your teammates involved
2: there uh, a lot of people talk about my scoring but i think that my uh, my defense and my my playmaking ability is um is is underestimated because people don't talk about that as much. But I work. I try to work on that um, so that um, that can be talked about also. Because I'm a pretty good playmaker and I can play defense. I take pride in defense, so that's a big thing that I do. And I want to bring that. I want to bring that to the culture because that's the
7: culture of the team. You know, there was talk last year from a lot of recruiting guys that there was there was a possible chance that you could have came on campus last year. Was that was that actually accurate or was that false?
2: Um. That was actually, that was actually uh, pretty accurate because uh, I was thinking about graduating early, but um, I didn't do it because uh, stuff didn't work out that way, and it was COVID, so it just messed up a lot of stuff. So, I mean, that was accurate. That was accurate.
7: Okay. Now, what about your teammates? You guys have – thank you for sharing that. You guys have a great class coming in, and I heard how close you guys are. I mean, do you guys talk a lot? I mean, is it close as everybody says it is in your group? Do you, or, or what's that group chat like?
2: Yeah, we do have a, we do have a group chat. and um, we we actually do talk a lot. Uh, we play the video game together, and we talk mm-hmm. in a group. Hey, so, yeah, we, we we're getting pretty close. Just building a relationship together. Everybody getting to know each other. That's yeah,
7: pretty cool. Everybody talks about winning the Big Ten championships, winning Big Ten tournaments, and going to the Final Four. Do you guys think, in your mind, for the fans listening, how good is this group? Do you guys think that you guys can reach that? Can reach those goals for Illinois for yourselves and for the fans?
2: Um, I think we're pretty good coming in. Um, we have a pretty young group coming in, and then the guys, they're uh, they are awesome also. So I think that if we work hard and we do what we're supposed to do, we can do anything we put our minds to. And we're going to go in with the mindset that we can beat anybody and nobody can not beat us. So I think that we can do anything we put our minds to and we can reach any goals we want.
7: All right, I'm going to put you on the spot. You can be real quick, though. I'm going to ask you to explain each one of these players' games. So I'm, we're going to start with Sensei Harris. From what you know of his game, what kind of player – is
2: sincere or what does he bring to the table um I think sincere is an all-around player uh, he brings defense uh he brings offense he brings he, he's a uh, downhill guy he can also shoot it uh, he can take you off the dribble he's pretty athletic too so I think he's just gonna bring and then he's a he's a competitor I think he's gonna bring competitive nature to the team uh I, I seen him play a lot so I think I played I actually played against him at AAU before so I've seen him compete so I think he's everything to the table, like defense, offense, whatever we need to win,
7: that's what I think he's going to do. I will say this about both of you too, and I'm not leaving out the other guys. That's one thing I liked about you guys when you guys both committed early was the fact that how just tough and how competitive you were. Some people think it's it's a bad thing to be arrogant and it's a bad thing to be confident. I think that's a great thing, and I see that with you and Sincere. Um, you know, from day one. You guys are very, very competitive, and I think that's hard to teach for some fans. I think some people – or some players, I don't think some people get that. So what about Ty Rogers? Explain his game to me.
2: Um, I've just started watching Ty Rogers a lot, and um, I feel like he's an all-around player also. He can shoot the ball pretty big, got some size on him. Uh, he can play defense also. I feel like he can guard all positions. He's the type of person that can stretch the floor out you know, anywhere he can go one through four. So I feel like that uh, he bring a lot to the table uh, on the defense and offense and also all around player can shoot it, can dribble it, can dunk on you if you if you jump for it. So I feel like he's a great player and uh, that's a good addition to the team too. And
7: what about last but not least, Sky Clark?
2: Uh, Scott Clark, pretty good player. Uh, I feel like him coming in, uh, me and him are gonna um we're gonna um play good together. Uh, because uh, I feel like he can pass the ball, I can pass the ball, I can get him shots, he can give me shots. So we're going to complement each other well and we both play defense we're both competitors and we're going to compete every day make each other better so I feel like all that's just coming in together is just going to be a good it's going to be a good thing
7: it is it's a very very good class which is one to consider one of the top 10 in the country which I think is very very good and it's a credit to you guys to the coaching staff so what do you think about coach Underwood I mean coach Underwood is a tough coach to play for and some guys like that, some guys don't, some guys can't handle it. But my understanding with your demeanor and who you are, you will, you, you can adjust to that or that stuff doesn't bother you.
2: Um, I've played for tough coaches all my life. Uh so I play for coaches that's gonna um that's gonna push me and push me to be the best I can be. So sometimes that means that they might not have you might not like them some days. Uh, some days you might bump heads, um, some days they might be meaner than others, some days it, it just might not be a good day for you and they might get on you. So but that just means they're pushing the best out of you. And I and I've played for coaches like that all my life. So um I think I'm pretty used to it. It might be at another level with Coach Underwood, but I'm ready for it and I'm ready to um I'm just ready for it.
3: You can hear the entire interview on the Keds Recruiting Roundup podcast, and you can access that on the front page of alaniguys.com or wherever you get your podcast. Back with more sports spectacular after this.
10: Slow down, they say. You're getting older. Relax. Seriously. You're on a mission. You've got places to go, grandkids to see. At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible. Whoever you are, wherever you're going, whatever your mission is, we're here to support it. Because that's our mission. Your life, our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org
8: Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com.
0: You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com, on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio.
3: You know, just a moment ago, we heard from uh, Jaden Epps there on the podcast, uh, Keds Recruiting Roundup, and back here to talk about it. Guys, uh, you know, Brad, I know that you got a chance to to talk extensively with all these young men. What an impressive group, um, this class of 2022 uh, group of recruits, not just on the court, but off the court as well.
4: Fantastic guys to listen to. I mean, just to talk to, interact with, I mean, Epps, Rogers, Clark, just sincere Harris, a little quieter, but those other guys are really, really just outgoing. They're well-spoken young 18 year old guys. And Jaden Epps, I have to reiterate, although he's really well-spoken, what he's best at is putting the ball in the basket. He's fantastic. He's a walking bucket.
5: Yeah. I really think we're, we're kind of, kind of going to sleep a little bit because Um, Epps is fantastic. Sincere Harris is really good. Um, And obviously, Ty Rogers, Sky Clark get a lot of the attention. Um, But this class is really a fantastic testament to what Coach Underwood and his staff have done, especially considering that his staff wasn't his staff this time last year. That's a heck of an accomplishment.
3: It's a lot of fun to see what's going to be coming out of the um, State Farm Center for years to come. Let's talk Illini softball. Uh, these ladies have been on a tear. We had Coach Perry on earlier. A couple of milestones: 600th career win, 200th Illini win. They've already hit 30 wins this season, right, Brad?
4: Yeah, and they're they're uh, you know up in the top three in the Big Ten right now. They're uh, heading into the weekend series, 12 and four in conference play, split with. Uh, top 10 Northwestern. Um, yeah, they're doing extremely well. Really have had great pitching. Uh, Tory McQueen, Sydney Sickles, just really doing a great job in the circle. Torrey McQueen's been a huge surprise, just a sophomore. The lefty's been, been dynamic and, and really, really good.
5: Yeah, in softball, the pitching dominates so much when they're hot. It's kind of like having that hot goalie in the hockey playoffs. You know, you can kind of carry that all the way through. And boy, it would be great to see what they can do in the postseason.
3: Yeah, McQueen flirting with a no hitter in that win uh, at DePaul on Wednesday. You're right; she's been outstanding. Uh, speaking of uh, DePaul, Chicago, that's where Iyo Desumu plays, getting his first career playoff start. Up uh, of the Bulls uh, out in five. We've all talked. This was just a really bad
4: matchup. Yeah, terrible matchup for the Bulls. But overall, great season for Iyo Desumu. I mean, a great rookie season. And he says he's going to take about a week off, and then he's going to be right back in the gym. Wants to play in the summer league. I was just a hooper, man. That dude wants to play basketball and wants to keep getting better. And and I think he's got a bright future. And with the uh, with the Bulls or wherever he ends up down the road. Yeah, I
5: can't wait to see what he adds to his game. He's one of the best that I've seen at put at bringing new tools in, to bear each off season. And it's going to be a lot of fun to see what he adds. You know, you look at, uh, you know, that, that three-point shot becoming more dependable. Um, there's a couple other things he'll be working on. I, I think it's going to be fantastic to see his development over the years. And he is a huge testament to what you can do when you put the hard work and effort uh, into, into being great at something.
3: Yeah, Brad, quick question on Io. Um, he's a two-year deal in his rookie deal. Um, will he be heading elsewhere? Are the bulls still going to maybe lock him up? Or what are you hearing?
4: Um, he's definitely, obviously he's got right now. They've had the, uh, preliminary negotiations. I know talking about a longer term contract, but I think he's going to get, man, he's going to get a lot of options because of his defense and because of his ability to, to, to just play multiple positions. And when you, you can guard, they'll, they'll find a spot for you.
3: I want to get this in before we uh, say goodbye. J R Smith, the former NBA player. Did you see this this week? Plays at North Carolina and on the golf team, named the school's academic player of the year in the entire school as a freshman.
4: Yeah. Just a few years ago, he was like a famous meme for not having a clue what was going on on the court. And now he's got a 4.0 GPA. Kudos (laughs) to him, man. You got to love it.
5: Does he take his shirt off at the end of a, end of a good game?
3: (laughs) I'm not certain (laughs) if that's golf etiquette. (laughs) after,
4: After the winning putt, he knocks in the putt sure golf it's like a soccer match
3: <laughs> most tattooed collegiate golfer ever jr smith in the 4.0 NBA. uh but we love that story awesome let skip college altogether to go to the nba and uh, what a great story we're big fans of that hey we're big fans of you for uh, hanging with us again two hours as always goes by way too fast thanks for everyone who came by this week we hope that uh, you have a great weekend And uh, enjoy the day. Enjoy the weekend. We'll see you right back here. Same place, same time, same station. For everyone here, enjoy. Until next time,
0: ILL. I and I. This has been a presentation of LMBC Sports, LLC, and JM Talent Productions. We'll be back next week on the Illini Guys Radio Network on these same stations across Illinois.